what's going to make the biggest difference to every party and get together? The Lemonade Stand, Cantaloupe's, Merit, and Salmon Arms Premium Smoke and Vape Shops, helping people smile seven days a week till 10 p.m. Next to adults on Tronquil Road. It's Friday, it's after 4.30, and that means it's time for this week's edition of Cannabis. In this segment, I take a look at the world of cannabis and try to highlight what people are doing in this somewhat new and quickly growing industry, pun intended. I look at new business ideas, innovative uses for cannabis products, how they can benefit people medically and mentally, and also try to help shine a light on Canadian entrepreneurs. And this week, I spoke with the Canadian Student for Sensible Drug Policy after it launched a national cannabis education campaign focused on young Canadians, which it will be making available in multiple languages. So earlier this week, it made the announcement that the team has been working for years to get this project off the ground, and now the work is officially set to begin thanks to some grant funding from Health Canada's Substance Use and Addiction Program. I spoke with National Board Member and Communications Manager Hasham Kamran with the CSSDP to speak about this project, and we started by discussing how long this has been in the works and how it builds off the success of its Sensible Cannabis Education Toolkit, which it launched in 2018. So we received the original funding from Canopy Growth to create the toolkit. So, But Canopy had no say in the toolkit development and the content. The process was entirely led and carried out by the toolkit co-authors, who are all youth 30 and under at that time. So we implemented a number of mechanisms to mitigate any potential bias, including a youth advisory committee, an external review committee of nine diverse experts, including researchers and policy experts, and parents to ensure that content was balanced and reflective of the literature. It's been in works for quite a few years, but we finally, we're really pleased to get the funding, uh, get everything underway, uh, as we have like recently just hired employees, and we will be, when COVID is over, we'll be going uh, city by city across the country and providing these workshops, but in the meantime, we'll be doing them online to be more accessible. Perfect. So, uh, you know, you got a grant of uh, $428,000 from Health Canada's Substance Use and Addiction Program, which you, you touched on there. Um, so uh, when did that come in and how critical was that to sort of helping to, to, you know, you mentioned hiring some staff to be able to start putting this package together? Yeah, that was abs- like that was the most critical thing. And we were waiting to hear back from Health Canada for us to be able to like be where we are today. And uh, we're grateful for the funding. We received this funding uh, late August. And since then, we have really uh, on the national board side of for the CSSCP, which stands for Canadian Students for Sensible Drug Policy. We have been trying to work behind the scenes, getting this project started, getting the right employees in place, making sure their youth, they have the experience in cannabis uh, and other drug policy. Uh, but this grant has really helped us provide these opportunities. And like, we have two full-time employees, we have a few subcontractors, so we also actively uh, have other opportunities and we're getting youth involved uh, with translation, with other specific tasks that we are able to provide them honorarium uh, because of the funding we have received. 
How important do you think it is to to have a program in place like this? And and one of the things that kind of stood out to me from from some of the notes that I saw in regards to this program was just the use of, of cannabis among younger people, right? People aged six to tw- 16 to 24 years old are seeing almost twice the rate of cannabis use compared to those 25 and over. So why is it so critical to make sure that people who are in this age group are aware of what they're consuming? Yeah, so given we know that youth still use cannabis and the data demonstrates that youth among youth was highest in Canada, we believe youth are a priority population for messaging and education around cannabis use. So it's important to note that uh, the last Canadian cannabis survey reported decline in overall youth cannabis use. So while it's too soon to determine the long-term impact of legalization on youth use, This suggests our current landscape is ripe for evidence-informed, youth-led cannabis education in Canada. And and with that in mind, too, I mentioned off the top, this is going to be available in a number of languages, right? English, French, Punjabi, uh, Mandarin, I believe, as well. I mean, clearly this is something that we're targeting the vast majority of youth in our province. This isn't being targeted necessarily to one ethnic group, but really for, for everybody. Absolutely. This, and this is a, a national campaign. It's Canada-wide. It's mm-hmm. not specific to a province. So we chose Mandarin and Punjabi uh, since they're some of the most common spoken languages in Canada, aside from English and French, obviously. And then they're also, Mandarin and Punjabi are also some of the most used languages in the world. And we thought this would increase the accessibility of the toolkit to the international audience and provide a novel evidence-informed toolkit. So for Spanish, uh, particularly our neighbors to the south, obviously Spanish is a commonly used language down there. So uh, we're hoping this provides some uh, recommendations and suggestions for the United States. And uh, like this can also assist in uh, sensible cannabis education down there. Yeah, and, and you mentioned how, you know, maybe other countries can kind of learn from this. I mean, we are in Canada one of the leaders when it comes to legalization of cannabis products. I imagine that that doesn't leave a lot to, to look up, right? We don't have a lot to go on here when developing something like this. It's sort of a really new concept, something that's very fresh. And, and Canada being a leader is, is awesome um, and, and obviously probably going to be a little bit more challenging than other, other countries who would have the ability, hopefully in future years, when they take similar steps to what we did here in Canada, to learn from this particular program, which has got to be really exciting that we are one of the leaders here. Absolutely. And uh, as CSS VP, this is exactly what we want to be. We want to be the leaders uh, in change. We want to create evidence-based uh, policies and recommendations and educational tools so others can use these tools. They can reach out to us. They can uh, we, like you know, we, we are we are more than happy to provide our experiences and how like in the future how our educational campaigns will go. So we're happy to be the first, and we are looking forward to seeing what the other jurisdictions and countries are able to do. Perfect. And and what are we looking at here in in terms of a timeline? You mentioned sort of post COVID is when you're hoping to really start to roll this thing out. I guess is that uh, maybe next summer, or do you have like a particular time when you're hoping to have a, a full package in place? So it's all, everything is underway. Uh, the post-COVID is obviously really important for in-person workshops. Mm-hmm. However, currently right now, we are just updating the toolkit to reflect uh, more of the 2020 climate uh, since the toolkit was originally published in 2018. And we have uh, like the work underway. We've just created a new website. Uh, it's called getsensible.org. 
and we're translating the toolkit into those languages that we previously mentioned. So the work is underway. We expect to have our first, uh, our two, two online workshops early in 2021. And we're really hoping that those online workshops uh, are more accessible for everyone. Anyone from across the country can join in, uh, provide feedback. But we, we are, at the same time, we're also really looking forward to the in-person aspect because that aspect will include, uh, like, you know, working with the local community, working with community leaders and providing that specific education in those communities. And then after that, right, once you have an actual package in place, um, is it going to be like particularly or or solely online? Are you hoping to kind of maybe distribute this into the school system a little bit? Is there any sort of targets for once everything is packaged and ready to go and polished and in place where you kind of want to take it from there? Absolutely. So we have uh, so we're just finishing everything and we have plans to print our toolkit in all those languages. And these toolkits will be accessible and available for free. Uh, you like organizations, families, schools, anyone can order them online for free. We will ship it to you. Uh, and then we will also put them out in uh, like other youth organizations and in like schools where we have access to. So we, our, our main point is to really get out there and spread the word about the toolkit and provide them this free resource. Uh, so. Like we really want to stress that there will be no cost associated with accessing a tool, the toolkit from CSSGP. Perfect. And then I guess, what is the whole intent? What are you hoping when kids uh, pull this out, those you know who, who are in their teenage years, get this package, they start to read through it, they learn from uh, you know another youth who's coming in and teaching them about cannabis products and what they are using. Is there a particular thing that maybe you know the CSSDP is hoping that that those who are learning this will will take from it? Is it about uh, just you know, what are you putting in your body? Is it about maybe trying to reduce the amount of cannabis being consumed in that age group? Is there a particular goal in mind or is this strictly, we just want to let people know what's going on and what they're consuming and then it's up to them to make a decision? Essentially. So we know uh, youth are going to use. We just want to provide them with the right knowledge and the tools to be able to use uh, safely. So, you know, like in our toolkit, we have suggestions on like, not to mix cannabis with alcohol and other suggestions because we know that and our goal is definitely not to uh, tell anyone not to use we uh, but it is if you are going to use uh, make sure you are doing it in a safe manner hasham i think that's all i have for questions anything else that you want to add or highlight here before i let you go No, I think this is all. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate you doing this and uh, look forward to seeing this uh, toolkit and or sorry, the uh, uh, education campaign once it does start to roll out and and maybe we can reconnect at that point. But uh, happy to see this is happening. It's a very important step, you know, as we are now a little over two years removed from legalization. Uh, This is clearly something that the government has put a a little bit of a priority on with almost a half a million dollar grant. So uh, great work. Happy to see this starting and look forward to seeing what the uh, polished package is. Absolutely. Thank you. That was National Board Member and Communications Manager Hasham Kamran with the Canadian Student for Sensible Drug Policy speaking on its National Cannabis Education Campaign focused on young Canadians. It will be making it available in multiple languages, including French, English, Punjabi and Mandarin, and will help youth increase their knowledge of cannabis. 
This has been Cannabis, brought to you by The Lemonade Stand. Visit any of The Lemonade Stand's three locations for all your smoke needs. You can find them at 259 Tronkeel Road in Kamloops, 2013 Kilchenna Avenue in Merritt, 420 Trans-Canada Highway in Salmon Arm, or find them online at LemonadeStand420.com. The Lemonade Stand, the interior's favorite smoke shop. Let's get this party started. Your first stop should be the Lemonade Stand, Kamloops, Merritt, and Salmon Arms Premium Smoke and Vape Shops, helping people smile seven days a week till 10 p.m. Next to adults on Tronquille Road.